As we begin this new year, we find ourselves arriving at one of the most famous Bible verses in the whole of Scripture, John chapter 3 and verse 16, a verse that's been called by many the gospel in a nutshell. So before we begin to study it, I thought it might be useful just to spend a few moments today considering what a gospel actually is. What does the word actually mean? Andrew Byers has some useful insights to share in his book, Theomedia, and I hope you'll find them useful too. But let's start by hearing the verse read to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I will stop and breathe in your presence, just breathe. Byers starts by making the point that the word gospel is a media term. When the gospel is discussed in church, the concern is usually with its content rather than with its genre, but the term refers not just to a particular message, but also to a specific type of message. Gospel is a term from the ancient world labelling a particular communications category, the genre of a shockingly glorious newsflash. As a media form, gospel is the oral pronouncement of indescribable good news. Gospel is a term deriving from ancient military and political imagery. Think of a scene in which two armies are waging fierce battle over the hillside while hapless citizens wring their hands and pray for deliverance from the invading force. And then someone from the unguarded city wall makes out a moving shape on the horizon, the shape of a man racing from the scene of the war. This is the runner, the swift-footed messenger who dashes from the quieted battle tumult to announce the awaiting fate of those who have sent their husbands, fathers and sons bearing sticks and swords in service to their battle king. Gospel is the news cried out through the heaving breaths, pounding heart and trembling lips of the runner that our king has triumphed and that our enemies have been defeated. An even more fitting scenario may be that of a nation enslaved to the iron-fisted rule of an unconquerable empire. To the dizzying shock of all on what might appear to be a normal day, an emissary from some mythic foreign kingdom appears at the gates and pronounces unimaginable news. The tyranny is over. The oppressor has been decisively defeated. A new king has come and you are forever free. This breathless relief of deliverance beyond all expectation and hope is portrayed here in Isaiah chapter 40. Go up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. In that passage, the exiled children of Israel are being exhorted to rejoice and open their eyes to see that their one true king, the Creator Lord, is rushing to their rescue. In that passage, the twice-used phrase, herald of good tidings, is a translation of one word which also appears a few chapters later in Isaiah 52 in the phrase, him who brings good news, drawing from the imagery of the runner from the battlefield. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, 
who says to Zion, your God reigns. The noun form of that word translated into English is gospel. But by the time of the New Testament, gospel could refer to the announcement to Roman citizens that the emperor or one of his generals had just defeated some foreign army. But the Christian use of the term derives mainly from the ideas found in Isaiah. The gospel is the public announcement, a loud, street-level outcry that God has come to save and to establish his reign. The gospel is the hear ye, hear ye in the town square announcing the arrival of a rescuing king. The gospel is the drum-banging, bell-clanging media announcement that a new reign and new age have dawned. The gospel is the trumpeted clarion blast signalling the end of all other reigns and consigning the evil present age to the fading past. Hear ye, hear ye, gospel news, gospel news. Hear ye, hear ye, some lordly figure has risen from an ancient line of kings to challenge the occupying forces of sin, disease, death and the devil. Through cross and emptied tomb, the foundation walls of evil's fortresses have rumbled and fissured. The dungeon gates have been blown open. Prisoners are clambering through the debris toward daylight as the risen king ascends from his tomb with a death grip on the throat of death itself. Nothing can ever be the same again, because if the sun makes you free, you will be free indeed. As Eugene Peterson translates this verse, this gospel in a nutshell, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again.